forever. Dog. Chris and Kathy made such a loving home. This week on the podcast, VC Andrews's If There Be Thorns. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kate. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are back to the golf. Excuse me. <clears throat> Woo. This is so early for me. It's noon. <laughs> we are back to the Dollenganger series with If There Be Thorns by V.C. Andrews. Um, uh, listen. Lovely. You know what? I, I liked this better than the previous book. Me too. Just because um, it was less, it was still repetitive, but it was less like me just being utterly infuriated with Kathy. For this, I was just like um, thinking extremely dark thoughts about a child. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted Bart to be murdered at every step. <laughs> I hated Bart. I think Bart, I don't care that he's like also a victim. I think Bart truly like, it's also really funny that, like, at the end, the grandma's like, Bart didn't do those things. It was the butler. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, we were in his head when he, like, thought he was shooting a tiger at, or, like, pretended he was shooting a tiger and then actually uh, shot a yeah, kitten. He, he for sure killed those pets. And that was very generous of Corinne to say that he had not. Although I will Delusional. say that, that um, Clover... Jory's dog wasn't shot. He was strangled, strangled with barbed wire. So perhaps because the fantasies didn't match up, sure, maybe, but like this child is disturbed. And I will say yeah. that I started out just going, oh, just fucking kill him. He's just like pure evil. By mm-hmm. the end, I was like, no, this child is unwell. I mean, and I knew to he was do unwell more the whole than time. humor him. But like, I just mean, like, towards the end, I started thinking of him as, like, a person, like, an actual unwell person as opposed to just, like, crazy V.C. Andrews character. I was like, this child needs different parents. Get him out of there. I, like, understood not specifically from the reasons that V.C. gives for, like, why he's so disturbed. Because V.C.'s reason is that he's a revenge baby. Um and therefore, yeah, he was the baby had with Bart when Corinne was purely, or sorry, when Kathy was purely in it to seek revenge on Corinne. But then she did, she was in love with Bart. Yeah. And I think we can say with some confidence that that's not how babies work. No, I don't think, I mean, I know that like, right, trauma like goes through like right like a a traumatized mother can pass trauma on to a baby however uh i don't know if revenge does that like i don't know if i don't know if that gets baked into your dna no (laughs) because julian was pretty shit as well yeah and jory seems like the perfect child jory is first of all hero hero of the book love jory like ally Mm mm-hmm um, just understanding isn't overly obsessed with dance, like very healthy child, way oh, yeah. too healthy. There's no way that healthy child would come from this no. life. No. And also like when he's like, 
when he like basically like therapizes the grandma, <laughs> the mom of Jory, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> this 14-year-old boy is like, do you see that you're projecting? I'm like, what's happening? It is the most is emotionally intelligent 14-year-old boy on the face of the earth. And it really does give me, it's the only good VC Andrews character maybe. No, yeah. And I, yeah, I mean like, good in yeah. like orientation of morals. Yes, yes. I think so. Well, and I don't know. I guess like Audrina. Audrina. Like, I feel like most of the victims, at least at the very beginning, are good. Quote. Well, they start off good, but they all get twisted and become all about like revenge. Is Isn't there another Audrina? book after this? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Because Audrina dresses oh, right. up like her dead, her mom. dead mom <laughs> and acts like a ghost. I wonder if. I wonder so if. So revenge Jory... gets gets uh twisted into their brains i wonder if like in the future books like there are there future books is there one after this if there be thorns yes okay oh yes i'm looking but right it's now the prequel that was like um finished from her manuscript oh sad it's garden seeds of shadows of correct oh yeah oh what about seeds of yesterday though didn't we that's the one we already read right wasn't that oh, really no. yeah it's flowers mm. in the attic Oh, Petals, Petals on the, the Wind. wind. <gasps> if Did there we be skip thorns. <laughs> no, no, no. Then Seeds of Yesterday. Maybe Garden of Shadows is not. But it's previewed at the end of the book. Yeah. So wait. So then oh, it's If There it, Be Thorns. It must seeds. just be that this was printed just before they were printing or uh, releasing Garden of mm -hmm. Shadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because my version did not have a anything about seeds of yesterday i read it so kathy is 52 it 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 follows kathy from age 52 until her death and the wikipedia page says that kathy was born in april 1945 meaning the events in the book occur between 1997 and 2001 i'm sorry which was 13 years into the future at the time the book was originally published in 1984 is this like sci-fi what is this <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder if there's anything weird as far as like what she thought the future was like. But I, my guess is not because everything just feels like 1950. Anyway. It does. I mean, it's just all very timeless. Like VC Andrews does a very like out of time type thing, probably because she was trapped in an attic. Yeah. She didn't know what modern life was like. Yeah. Um, but, so but get this. <laughs> Bart builds an exact replica of no. Foxworth Hall. What is happening? No. Oh, my God. Okay, He's honestly. 25. Like, also, I do love, like, the very tenuous logic that occurs in these books that, like, because it's a V.C. Andrews book, you're just like, I guess, like, that literally Bart, <laughs> like, starts turning. So, first of all. <laughs> well, I got to say, John Amos really lucked out in finding a little boy like Bart. Because the I odds mean, of finding a little boy who would begin to literally think that he was his great-grandfather just because he was reading his journal, I have to say, are slim to none. <laughs> so, truly, John Amos is the luckiest man in the world. Um, and then less lucky. I truly thought for a second that John Amos was somehow the grandpa, the great grandpa. I thought it was Bart. 
<laughs> Wait, no, hold on. Wait, you- <laughs> I thought Bart got so fucked up in the fire <laughs> that like now he couldn't grow hair and he was old Wait. looking and <gasps> ugly and oh. that because they kept talking about his mustache. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant that you thought it was also the little boy. And I was like, how oh, did it? <laughs> and then you were like, he got fucked up in the fire. <laughs> And I, was I like, thought it was what? also Bart. I thought it was Bart from the future come to time travel. Oh my um, god! <laughs> and he was trying to imbue him with the attributes of his great grandfather. Also, just like the absolute, like okay. First of all, it just felt so much like like a preteen boy discovering the book, the game, and then yes. like reading it and like learning about like women in their wiles. Basically, Bart stumbles upon a 4chan thread. Yes, truly. <laughs> or, or maybe like, 8chan. Yeah, and like, or like accidentally like goes down a YouTube rabbit hole from the yeah, algorithm. Yeah, and it, yeah, it keeps suggesting worse and worse videos to radicalize him against women. And um, honestly, so this is why I knew that this was not a Niederman, because it does still have a very clear thesis that like, like the patriarchy is something that like is so prevalent and it's something that children learn and mm-hmm. that like older men make younger men evil also d- no sensationalized sex which is rare None. for vc andrews even but yeah you can just tell from the flowery writing and the themes yeah and, and yeah i mean she's just a better writer than andrew niederman yes and a better um, human better human um let me read the uh the back of the book i was just about to suggest that Christopher and Kathy have made a loving home for their handsome and talented teenager, Jory, their imaginative nine-year-old Bart, and a sweet baby daughter. Wow, skipping a lot here. Then an elderly It'll woman in her big details. <laughs> <laughs> then an elderly woman and her strange butler. <laughs> True. He's a strange butler. I <laughs> I do like condensing down John Amos. Like <laughs> incel and extraordinaire yes. to strange butler, move in next door. The old woman in black watches from her window, lures lonely Bart inside with cookies and ice cream, and asks him to call her grandmother. Slowly, Bart transforms, each visit pushing him closer to the edge of madness and violence while his anguished parents can only watch. For Kathy and Chris, the horrors of the past have come home, and everything they love may soon be torn from them. That's it. I have a slightly different one, and it's um, um, there's there it gets like more flowery and fun. Mm-hmm. This is just so a good I'll, reason I'll read um, the back of the book for the physical copy I have. So it starts off the same blah 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 for fourteen year old Jory, so handsome, so gentle. <laughs> okay, the whole thing is different. All right, Chris and Kathy made such a loving home for fourteen year old Jory. So handsome, so gentle. And for Bart, who had such a dazzling imagination for a nine-year-old. That's one way of putting it. (laughs) Then the lights came on in the house next door. Soon the old lady in black was there, watching them, guarded by her strange old butler. Soon she had Bart over for cookies and ice cream and asked him to call her grandmother. And soon Bart's transformation began, fed by the hint of terrible things about his mother and father, leading him into shocking acts of violence. Now, while this little boy trembles on the edge of madness, his anguished parents await the climax to a horror that flowered in an attic long ago, a horror whose thorns are still wet with blood, still tipped with fire. 
Wow. That's much better. That's much better. I mean, it just fits the mood. You know what kind of book yeah, you're going to read. That's a VC. This book is extremely VC, Andrews. Peak VC. Peak VC. I mean, Except truly... for the light, like very light incest talk. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, here's the thing with the incest situation in this. This is the, I mean, as far as VC Andrews books go, this is like the first time that I've truly felt absolutely disgusted and like so angry at Chris and Kathy mm -hmm. because I think it was because they were like harming their children through their actions and through being so fucking self-absorbed and their fights were fucking insane. Like, how can you not think that how <laughs> <laughs> that they're not going to be hearing these insane fights of yours? <laughs> Like screaming oh. in the attic, screaming. Kathy, put down that broom. What have you done? You put the beds together. We're not going to do this again. As though it truly were some sort of like curse. A truly witchcraft curse on the family. It's so strange that they seem to believe that like, like when Kathy starts putting together in an attic, which actually that doesn't pay off at all. No, it doesn't. It's like, like not even you, a little. Not a, at all. Like it doesn't. Like I thought they were gonna lock Bart in there. Like once Bart started getting really out of control, I was like, oh, they're gonna lock Bart in there. No, it's just there. It like seems she dances like in there. To me, here is my guess on the fly that VC set it up in the last book for Kathy to become the villain in this one, and then just like went right back to Corinne. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think as she started writing, she was like, you know what, though, this is like much more fun to like keep doing this thing. And like Kathy's just going to be her own situation. Yeah. Um, Because truly, OK, so they're like getting in all these fights all the time, Chris and Kathy, which actually I so I had forgotten everyone's names. So by the time I learned that Chris was the dad in the family and that was her twit or her brother i was like what the like i my jaw dropped and i was like oh we're starting now we're starting now <laughs> with the vc shit like this brother and sister are pretending to be also kathy pretending like she's like i'm just as bad as corinne i'm like on the incest front you are actually worse because this is your brother just like <laughs> like there's the more removal friends, less so less so i mean it's so she's she, but V.C. Andrews seems to think, or I mean, I guess she does that. She posits in this story that like trauma is a curse rather than like, like, it's just really interesting it's, that it's like. It's truly played as though it is in their DNA. Yes. To carry out yes. all of this like incest and and punishment and like fire and brimstone going to hell idea of what Christianity is. Yes. It's nuts. Also, okay, so the baby daughter, were you, the instant that daughter was brought into existence on the page, I was like, I am worried for this child. I was so nervous about Bart possibly yes. molesting her. Yes. Honestly, and I, I think was this relieved is... when he just cut off all her hair. Oh my God. When all he did was cut off our, all her hair, I was so desensitized to his bullshit that I was like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> I seriously thought he was going to, like, cut her face or something. Yeah. Or just, like, okay. Also, I just need 
a visual, okay? Because there is a mo. Okay, I, do you know what I'm going to talk about? No, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I have no idea. Okay, I think because I, for me, I was just like having <laughs> problems like understanding the physicality of what was happening. So Bart. Um, oh yeah, is, I got so lost in Bart's narrative Bart? sometimes because Bart's getting lost. In that sense, I was like, "This is kind of like Shirley Jackson, where it's like I don't know yeah. what's real." Yeah. So Bart is like completely untethered, and it's very funny that everyone keeps being like, "It's the grandmother that's changing him." And I was like, "But from the get go, he is like pretty evil. He's like very mean. He hates everybody. He's very jealous. Always so tell fantasy from reality. No." Um, and then the, um, Kathy like decides to adopt this baby girl from one of her students who got in this horrible car wreck, which so weird. I, so I was like, weird. this is so weird. Um, and then, so the baby is like playing in a little kiddie pool and Bart is hiding in the bushes watching the baby. And he's like, I'm going to go harm the baby. And he's like, and he's nine or 10 at this point 10 and he's like i'm a snake i'm going to slither on the ground <laughs> up to this pool <laughs> which humans don't slither so like for me i was having a lot of trouble understanding his physicality I mean, because what, what I don't he think does, he knows. <laughs> what he does is identified by others as slithering. So <laughs> he must have been doing something that was akin to slithering to a point where everyone that saw it was like slithering. <laughs> what he's doing. He's like l literally able to move like a snake. <laughs> literally. Like, like in a gets cartoon. on the ground and somehow yes. like th the movement of his skin inches him forward. <laughs> He's literally slithering on the ground <laughs> towards this baby. Kni <laughs> knife in hand. And so we're, of course we're Well, worried. I will say it's it's only it's only baby Cindy who's like, he was a snake. <laughs> Okay, but the fact that, like, the baby saw him and thought snake, I just think that means something about his presentation of slithering. That's true. That it it was accurate. Because I, I, I literally don't know how he, like, had forward motion. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> If he either. was, like, he put his body on the ground. I don't know. Maybe he was just, like, walking on his knees and, like, like put his hands out in a prayer gesture and was like acting like that was the head of the snake and like a weaving back and forth but he slithers Lindsay. he slithers to the to the little pool and then slithers into the pool so he's slithering like over over obstacles <laughs> let me see if i can find that part because it is because like what are the physics of this yes I truly was like, I, I, I had just had a lot of trouble with a lot of his actions, but like that was a peak moment where I was like, I don't think I, maybe the, it's on me, but I just don't understand <laughs> the slithering. I don't, I don't know. I just flipped to the page though, where they're like, she, she and Jory are talking about what the fuck is up with Bart because we do <laughs> need to talk about Bart. 
And she says, the child of my revenge, she whispered as if to herself. <laughs> All the while I carried Bart, I suffered from the guilt I felt. I loved his father so much, and in a way, I helped kill him. Mom, I said with sudden insight, maybe Bart senses your guilt when you look at him, do you think? Okay, but why is Jory so why fucking smart? Why is Jory, and yeah. Meanwhile, Kathy's like, it's probably the revenge poison I was feeding him <laughs> through the umbilical cord. And he's like, or maybe he like senses it in your behavior towards him. <laughs> also, like, okay. I don't know, just a thought. <laughs> Did you feel like the psychiatrists that were speaking with Bart were being irresponsible by not telling them that they needed to remove him from the baby. 100%. Because they were just like, he's he, confused. He, he has a split personality at this point. He thinks he's They're an like, old yeah, he man. Thinks he's, he, he thinks he's an old man named Malcolm who's uh, just raging misogynist. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll keep an eye on him. <laughs> I wanted to read this part because this says everything. Okay. I'm still looking for that, for for the scene of slithering. slithering, But um, (laughs) in a flashing streak, Bart ran forward and shoved Cindy from mom's lap. Cindy squealed as she fell on the floor, then jumped up to howl. She raced to mom, who picked her up again, then rose to tower over Bart. Bart, why did you do that? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what did you think? It's because he's losing his mind. Like, truly, they see him, like, acting like animals, sometimes, like, speaking in a weird old man voice. And they're like, why did you push the baby? Just ranting about the Bible all of a sudden, aren't they? Oh, like, my God. Do you have a Bible in your room? Yes. <laughs> so, so she says, Bart, why did you do that? And then poor Jory. Mom, I said, is she calm? Calmed Cindy down and put her into bed. Bart's very sick in the head. You let him. You let Dad take him to any shrink he wants, but make him stay there until he's well. It's like, yeah, Jory. Jory's the only one talking sense in this voice whole of fucking book. Reason, truly, because like he, I did he, feel really. He's the only one who knows when Bart's like sneaking off. He's the only one who knows when Bart's faking sleep. He. He's yes. the only one who suspects Bart of killing animals. Like, he sees, Jory sees all. Jory sees all. And truly, like, I was so enraged at Chris and Kathy for just being so fucking self- self-absorbed in their own, like, wham, 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 we're siblings and we're <laughs> married. Wham, <laughs> um, like, wham, we're thing. still not used to it. Wham, 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 If our secret got out, wham, wham, wham. Um, <laughs> that, like... Like, so they're wrapped up in their own thing. Meanwhile, like, their child, like... Also, why what? can't their child speak in full, normal English sentences? That's the other why part Why does he talk like, like a little rascal at the start of the book? Where he's like, and I, then don't, he f- I don't care for nothing. Yeah, like, don't want no old lady living next door. Don't like oh no my God. old ladies in black. Don't like no little girls. <laughs> like, truly what he keeps saying, like... Like, he will literally, oh, my God, when they, okay, I'm sorry. I know he's, like, in the midst of his, like, um, like spiraling into becoming a long-dead misogynist. But <laughs> at his birthday, so he, first of all, oh, my God. He's also playing with doo-doo. He finds doggy poo. Oh, yeah, he's totally unhinged. He's acting like a dog. Yes. He's He's smushing dog shit. In his hands, which is so how disgusting. he gets that staph infection. 
Yeah, because his hand, he doesn't wash his hands. He wipes them in the grass and then puts the 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 his fingers into the wound that he has on his legs. So and then he gets staff. And the fact that he kills his own dog for being well fed while he was gone, like the way he treated Apple, it's nuts. He's out of his mind. I this is not. He's not just like a murderer he's not just he's like, like a sociopathic bad at, at times he, he doesn't he can't think clearly he seems to like he he's a sociopath he seems to have some sort of developmental disorder because like yeah, he's there's not something catching happening. on to language at all and no. he his logic makes i mean he's nine not six because he acts like, like he's six, and they talk about how he like he's small for his age, and he started talking really late. So there's just something else going on as well that's contributing to his sickness. Dude that doesn't get talked about like at all. They're not discussing how strangely he talks at all. Like, well, wanna... and his just like he's so yeah, because he talks like like they'll be like everyone else is like. Hey, um, like, like everyone else is like, okay, we're um, we're going to have fried chicken for dinner, and he's like, hate fried chicken, and you're like, first of all, why are you talking with some kind of accent? Like, where did no one else in this family where, has this? Where did your pronoun go? Yeah, yeah, like why don't why are you why didn't not you say saying, I hate fried chicken? You're just like it's making these hate like uh, disjointed sentences. Yeah. Also, hate just his. Chicken. Hate old yeah. ladies, black. Yes. Hate grandmothers. Yeah. He also okay. There's a part I because I I was really heartbroken by what happened with Apple, um, <sighs> and also like I was truly Way too much disgusted. Death in this book. There's at least three that we know of that die. Yeah, three. So be careful. Yeah. Um, but so there's this big. St. Bernard dog that the grandma. So guess what? The old old lady next door, that's Corinne. She has moved all the way across the country to try and like be near um, Chris and Kathy and like watch over them and also to be near Bart and Jory. Um, She's like obsessed with Bart because Bart is the son of her love, Bartholomew Winslow. Um, And she like wants to make Bart her own son. She also has like mutilated her own face and like wears a veil all the time and sits in the dark so that way she can like process or she can like uh punish herself for the things she thinks she did to her family um and the way that bart acts around her i was just like someone needs to discipline this child he is true like he is not in the correct stage of development for a nine-year-old he's acting like a baby like a literal baby like literally probably two like he she'll be like i want a pony or he'll be like i want a pony and she's like i'll get you a pony and then she's like oh i can't get you a pony because you'll smell like horses and then your parents will know that you're coming over here so i'm gonna get you a dog and he's like dog ain't no pony i want a pony i'm never coming back until i get a pony and he's like just acting so fucking bratty and then so she does get him a dog and she's like, it's a really big dog. You can put a saddle on him and you can ride him, which you shouldn't ride dogs, but whatever. Why is she telling him that? Why? 
No. He's too he's she, not again, he's fucking nine. He's not he's not a tiny little boy. He is not gonna be able to ride a Saint Bernard. No. no. That's animal he, abuse. Yeah. Yeah. He and so she gets him a fucking saddle and a bit for the dog, which like that's opening a whole other door here. Like it's just feeding his delusion. So then there's a part. This is in Jory's point of view. <laughs> and he's just now seeing the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bart threw down his rake and scolded the dog. You stop jumping around like that, Apple. Ponies don't jump anything but hurdles. Now you eat that hay or I won't give you clean hay tomorrow. Bart, I called softly, leaning against the barn wall and smiling to see him jump. Dogs don't eat hay. His face flamed. You go away. You get out of here. You don't belong. Neither do you. You get out of here. He sobbed, hurling down his rake and pulling the huge puppy into his arms. This is my dog. He was supposed to have been a pony, so I'm making him both a puppy and a pony. And he keeps calling it a puppy pony. And he's feeding it's it hay. Unhinged. And then when he he's going to go to Disneyland for his birthday, instead he gets hurt. But what he does is he doesn't want the dog to survive without him there. Because, or he doesn't want it to thrive without him there. He wants it to starve while he's gone. So that way when he comes back, it will be happy to see him. And so he like in he chains it up away from the food. And then when he finds out that the grandmother fed the dog, he kills the dog because he thinks that it wasn't it didn't suffer while he was gone. So it didn't miss him. Well, also, it's implied, though, that John Amos tells him because it seems like the dog doesn't die until this point after. Well, we don't see what happens that yeah so i guess we don't really know when it happened but for i thought it was that he had bart baby bart kill the dog after he heard like that his parents were brother and sister there's some part where it's like you know what you have to do he just keeps saying Mm. you know what you have to do but maybe he meant you know what you have to do you have to like fucking burn them alive yeah, I so the way I read and it's all very vague, so it could literally be anything because he's a really unreliable narrator. But like, so there's, <laughs> you know, he's all he's like himself. all pissed off. Yes, but he's all pissed off when he comes back from like almost dying because um, he doesn't like that, like the dog didn't get sick while he was gone. So then I was he, like, irritated starts with Jory for when he sees what state the dog is in, not letting not like taking the dog. Yeah. He still just leaves the dog there. So, sorry, I, I know. interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, no. But Jory should have done something. Um, but so he he comes back and he ex- he's like the the thoughts in his mind, Lindsay, of like but right before he sees, he sees the dog, he's like giddy with how miserable the dog is. Probably he's yep. like, oh, it's gonna be so sad seeing how sick the dog was without me. Oh, I can't wait to like see how happy he is to see me now that like I'm here. And then he sees the dog and the dog is fine and he's like mad and he takes the pitchfork and starts like the dog's like bopping around and is really happy and he takes the pitchfork and he's like scooping the hay away and then it kind of fades to black. And so I just thought, okay, yeah, well. I thought that that's when he killed him at first too. Well, at first, like when that happened. I didn't think he killed him. I was just like, oh, I guess things just like resolved. <laughs> oh, I thought he killed him. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and then when they were like, oh, we found the dog with a 
pitchfork in his side. I was like, oh, I guess that's when he killed him. But he could have killed him later. It's un- It happens off page. We don't know when the dog dies, but it does die. It is, it is, it, on the theory that it was John Amos killing the things, is it did require strength. It would require a lot of strength to strangle a dog with barbed wire and stab a dog with a pitchfork. Well, but the thing is, Clover, adorable name for a dog, is a toy so poodle. Cute. So Clover's probably four pounds, five pounds, really I small. Don't, I don't think he was a toy poodle. I think he was just a poodle. Are you sure? Because I thought that's, that's what poodle. they were saying, that like he was really small. I don't, I don't specifically remember that. I just remember poodle. He might have not been a toy, but he was, in my recollection, he was small. And then I think... Because I don't know well, if I mean, toy animals were that much of a thing at the time. In the future of the 90s? <laughs> They're not in the 90s yet. Oh, that's true. <laughs> when are they? 80s, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. Corinne's the, the fucking crotchety old age of 37 in the book. Oh, my God. When they keep saying that she's so I old, I was, was dying. I was infuriated. <laughs> Okay, so it's 1984 in the book. I want to read. Is it Jory describing how old his mom is? Yes, it's so far. I was like, how dare you? I know. Okay. My dad swallowed over the lump, which must have risen in his throat. Mom looked so beautiful, so young and soft. She was 37, so old in years, but so young in appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And so easily she could be wounded by an unkind word. (laughs) So old in years, but young in appearance. I was like, I will fucking end you. Although, how dare you? I mean, I I guess 37 was a lot different in that time, especially if you've had two kids, but. Well, and also it's like from a 14 year old, you know? So maybe it's like, you know, when you're 14, you think like, ew, older than 25 old very true like i walked into an elementary school class when i was like 22 and they were like whose mom is that (laughs) (laughs) Mm, that's funny um so anyway 1984 i don't know how many toy animals were were out there and and the dog is old on top of that the dog is old it's like 14 so maybe it's just a regular poodle so I, I think there it, it's supposed to be kind of question marks like, did John do it or did Bart do it? I think for sure Bart killed the kitten. Yeah, maybe he killed the kitten and then that gave John Amos the idea. Because yeah. it talks about he has accidentally killed baby chicks. Oh, yeah. And he, he doesn't realize what happens. kills insects constantly. Dude, that shit, I was like, he's a problem. Already I was like, he's a problem. Because... He just wants to kill insects all the time. Like he, he's like, I can't wait to go find the insect insects that I'm allowed to kill. And I'm yeah, like, he's like, give me a list, and then I will stick to that list. But I will definitely be killing insects. That's that's a non-starter. Yeah, and I will enjoy it. Um, I wanted that. I wanted him to be eliminated. I I know that that's like mean, and he's a child. But I was like, he's only going to destroy everyone he comes in contact with so he needs to go because he truly was so 
he was just so, so evil. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even if he didn't kill Apple, the fact that he wanted to strangle or to starve Apple to death was a problem for me. Yes. It, it, I, it, <laughs> he's disturbed. He's completely disturbed. He's completely the most disturbed, disturbed child I've ever read about. One of the most <laughs> disturbed characters. Yes. I've ever read about. <laughs> In the history of my reading about children, this has mm. got to be top five. Top five most disturbed <laughs> child. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hated how the grandma was like, he likes sweets too much, so I'm just going to give him a bunch of sweets and then he'll not like them anymore, which I guess She's kind of works. Yeah, it kind of works because like he does say like, I wish I wasn't eating something sweet, but oh, also yeah, she doesn't he know does about start saying that. Yeah, but sugar's addictive, so she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, she's, I mean, it's current. It's crazy. She doesn't know. She's not the smartest lady. Mm -mm. Maybe Um, one of the worst parents I've ever read about. (laughs) I mean, honestly, hate to say it, but Kathy is like kind of starting to meet where Corinne is. I mean, hers is more of a neglect situation because she like really only likes the likes new things. And she likes like rather than being like, we need to address the problem of Bart. She's like, let's adopt another baby. The joke of Bart rude. The joke of Bart Rude, which actually he's very rude. <laughs> he's extremely he's rude. Extremely rude. I honestly, I really, when he, when he got the that staff infection. Baby Bart, sociopath. <laughs> when he got that staff infection, I was hoping he would die. I was yeah. like, well, he can't kill as many animals. Probably. Yeah. He just like, like. It's unfair, right? Because like there are times when he does start to kind of feel bad, but well, literally he, he has feelings. And I did, I was feeling, I was like this, I can't help but feel for a child, <laughs> but he's unhinged. Yes. And I think I have less of that. Like to me, I'm like, just because you're a kid doesn't mean like, like I'm not. Oh, for sure. I, like- it's not like he shouldn't suffer consequences. But yeah. I couldn't help but be like sad that he felt so unloved and that he just and, wanted approval all the time. Well, and we saw that there was reason for him to feel that way because because uh, Kathy and Chris, like, they're not helping him. They're, and and they also like Kathy does like project her guilt about what she did with Bart the first and her mom and all that and of course she's probably like unconsciously treating him differently and she does however it's like one of those things where like i just feel like he would grow up to be a like maga like he would grow up to like try and kill women because of uh like 4chan 100 percent. he and so f- bart would have been storming the oh capital. the capital absolutely 100%. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And and his like like I thought I was like maybe he'll like kind of turn around at the end when things kind of jump to the next level when he and John Amos uh lock Corinne and Kathy in a like little wine cellar thing yeah. and plan to burn the house down. But he doesn't. <laughs> he's he's just like, uh, I feel weird, whatever, and leaves it. And then Jory and uh 
I also, thought it was okay. so funny. So John Amos has set up this like gasoline soaked stirring oh leading into the cellar. And he's like, don't worry, Bart. I took care of it. And Bart's like, oh, I got rid of that nasty old stream because it was smelly. And I didn't want my mama oh, yeah. and grandmother to be eaten by no smelly old string. Like he truly, he talks. He just yeah. talks like he's a fucking Southern cartoon character no smelly old string like and he was a he did not grow up in the south so this is an affectation oh because he and 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 at first you're like maybe it's because he's being taken over by the ghost of malcolm but it's not because he acts like that before in fact he starts to sound more like his grammar gets more like a yankee (laughs) more like a yankee yeah um Here's a part to illustrate, and he's not, he's saying his G's by this point, even. <clears throat> nice the way mama kept fussing over me. Wouldn't last. She'd changed as soon as I got well. Two long, long weeks in this stinking hospital that made me, that wanted to take my leg and burn it in their furnace. Made me happy to look down and see my leg still there. Boy, just wait until I went back to school. And I told them how I nearly had an amputated leg. They'd be impressed. Was made of good stuff that refused to rot and die. And I hadn't cried. Was brave, too. Yeah. Um, And then in the foyer, Daddy stood me on my wobbling legs. I stared at Mama, who first went to Daddy and kissed him on the cheek. When I was there, wanting to be kissed first, I knew why she'd done that. She was afraid of me now. She saw my skinny body, my ugly, bony face. She was, uh, his grammar's too good at this point. Yeah. But because he's just like even those Malcolm. thoughts. But even those thoughts, right? Like, I'm jealous because my mom kissed my dad before my she kissed me. Like, what? He's, he's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, it's true. Yeah. He de- he's totally, he, he's totally untethered. He's completely taken over by the need to be prioritized first by everything and everyone all the time and is never prioritized first. The so tiniest it's like, scrap of affection anyone else is given to him is something that was stolen from him. Yeah. It's not like it's not like if if he gets affection and Jory gets affection, he's satisfied. He has no. to have all of it. It's as though he And everyone else has to have nothing. Yes. He wants the whole pie. Yes. Yes, it's exactly like that. It's like when when like white people get mad when you say BLM. It's like that. All lives matter. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. So he, the oh, and then the whole thing with Ellen, who's like the family friend that is their nanny. Emma. Where I'm like, oh Emma. I'm like, Emma got pulled into this situation that was like really Emma too has much been for her. Enabling though. She has. Cause also there's a point where Emma breaks, right? And she's like, I'm going to spank you to, to um, Bart. Bart. Bart's but like, also, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> yeah, Bart's like, I'm going to cut your skin. And she's like, but also she's very stupid, right? Like she's very stupid in that she knows, like when Bart is like pissed off about the baby, she knows that he's jealous of the baby and she or maybe she's just baiting him. She yeah, she's baiting she was him like, and you the don't baby looks bait just an like unwell Kathy. child. I know. Well, because you know what's gonna happen, which is that he's gonna attack the baby. Yeah. So she's being very irresponsible. She's enabling, she's pretty mean to Bart all the time. <laughs> she is. Before but I mean I would too. I started him. doing anything though. 
like truly i i would if i were around bart and this is maybe why it's good that like i don't have children <laughs> if i were around bart i would be like you think nobody fucking likes you well guess what they don't because you're a piece of shit <laughs> like there's but a reason we'll why nobody fucking is, likes you dude but there's something to be said of the fact that probably before he had a com a complex yeah the boy does not have nerve endings he can't yeah, feel so he pain. can't feel pain he's totally uncoordinated so he's knocking things over all the time. He he doesn't stay clean. He can't feel pain. So Emma's treatment of him in that respect is unfair. Well, the weird and the, that's the, why the, he has this victim complex. But the 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 inability to feel pain because the nerve like he can feel it if it's like deeper than his skin, but like on yeah, his skin, it's like and, they don't reach it. His yeah. nerve endings don't reach his skin. So, but that to me, I'm like, that does not explain, because the book is like, well, you know, he doesn't have nerve endings, <laughs> so he likes to kill insects and won't wash himself. I'm like, well. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I mean knocking things over. She's constantly on no, him I mean, about the book like, does making that. messes. I mean, the book does that. Like, no, the book I know. is like, yeah. And I'm saying, I don't agree with that part. I'm just saying, like, Emma's pretty mean to him about knocking stuff over. She is. She, she. She's not helping anything. And also, like, the fact that she's very, like, I can't get involved with, like, the fact that I definitely know this is a brother and fucking sister. Yeah. Hear no incest, see no incest, speak no incest. Seriously, when Jory's like, I need to know answers, and she's like, I can't help you. I was like, <laughs> I think you need to help him. I think maybe somebody's got to give this kid some answers. Or I was fucking shocked. <laughs> when Madame Marisha confronts <gasps> I was like yes! about being in a relationship with her brother and then she hard pivots to like look who am I to judge <laughs> like, I, I don't give truly... two fucks if you're fucking your brother but like l just let me have custody of Jory and I was like fair honestly I think she was right like like truly so so she i think is maybe the most well adjusted even though she's supposed to be a villain like she comes in and she's well first she's like really so mean to bart and like so nice to jory which is not that's not healthy and not good no but then after jory like therapizes her she's like she's like oh okay and she learns and yeah. then <laughs> she changes like immediately i did love i was like yes finally someone who's asking the right questions because she's in that attic talking to fucking Kathy and she sees that there's like no pictures uh like no recent pictures of the old doctor Paul. that Kathy married last book Paul and she's like it's really weird because Paul's like never here but your brother's like always able to accompany you does your brother live here and Kathy's like do you want some macaroni and cheese like she's like she's the spaghetti thing she's like I she'll probably forget that she asked that question if I talk about spaghetti. Which, like, hello, Kathy. Everyone can see it. But so then she she's like, and, and the woman we're talking about is uh uh Jory's grandmother uh on his father's side. So the 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 ballet woman from the last book that uh was the father of Julian or mother of Julian. Um but so she's like, she's like, okay, but like I just feel like it's really weird because like when you come visit me. Paul can't come because of his like messed up heart, but like he's never had a heart attack. So like what's happening here? And like, why does your brother always come with you? 
And Kathy's like, la spaghetti. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, she comes back and you refuse to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she's like, I don't eat that. So then like, she's you like, you shouldn't eat that. It's a it's a fucking sugary starch. No. So then she's like, she, she's like, I have to leave and think about things. And then she comes back and she's like, so it's definitely obvious that you are fucking your brother. He's like pretending to be your husband right now. Is that what's happening? And Kathy's like, please don't tell. And Jory's like listening. And he's like, holy fuck. <laughs> and she's like, look, I don't give a fuck what you do with your brother. That's fine. But like, clearly this is an unhealthy situation for Jory. So I'm going to take him. And Jory's like, uh, I did like that. She was like, I don't personally care that you fuck your brother, but I know this town will. So like, either let me have Jory or I'm going to tell everybody that like, you're fucking your brother. Yeah. And uh, Jory's like, shit. <laughs> and, then, and then later he's like, I'm not, I don't want to come with you. Like, and then he therapizes her and she's like, oh, okay. And then she comes back. And she's like, you know what? I understand. I shouldn't have tried to take away your son because <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted someone to take away my son. And, um, and God I bless. didn't really think about what Jory wanted. And um, so I'm just part of the family now. <laughs> Tr- I was like, what? And she's like, don't worry. I'll take over the dance, the dance, dance performance. School. Yeah. The dance school. Um, Oh, and then Kathy does like a last performance she shouldn't have done because her knee has been hurting her and she ignores it. And then it like got way more hurt because she shouldn't have been dancing on it. And then Chris gets mad. When I was reading I was this book. so irritated with this whole <laughs> sequence. I was like. VC Andrews cannot make up her mind about what character holds what opinion or like who said what yes. when. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, when I was reading this book, I texted you, what would you do if you found out your parents were siblings? Because I was just like <laughs> truly, truly disturbed. And you said that you would barf. And then I, I like I said was, vomit so I was reading- for days. Oh, oh, vomit for days. That's right. <laughs> and then I was in the bedroom reading and Micah was in the living room and I just called out to him and I was like, and he didn't know what I was doing. He didn't know I was reading this book, whatever. So out of nowhere, I call out to him, Micah, what would you do if you found out your parents were siblings? And do you know what his response was? My response? He goes, he goes, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you say that? Who said that? Who told you? But they're not is the thing. So I don't even have to entertain that notion. I I don't even know where you would have gotten that idea. You sound crazy. They're not. Why do you think that? So then I just gave a bunch of shit and was like basically doing that. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just like that's really gross. (laughs) Uh, That's great. Um, That's so it really does speak to how upsetting <laughs> yeah it would be that would be it's like they're not not just how would you react but i don't even have to think about that because they're not they're not i just what they're not <laughs> no um, i reject this entire notion but it's just like it's truly like i feel like jory has so much that he needs to unpack now i feel like bart I mean, Bart now knows, but he's just so already off the deep end that it's like dropping the bucket. Like he's like dealing with other things. He thinks he's his dead great grandfather, great great grandfather. <laughs> it truly is. It, and it's a big bucket. 
It's so big and it's so full. It's a bathtub. It's like so <laughs> full and big because he's okay. A list of a list of Bart's situations is he sometimes thinks he's an animal. He sometimes thinks he's a dead old misogynist. He at first, like before any of this even begins, the poisoning of his mind, he goes over to. Corinne's house and is acting like a cowboy general. Oh, right. That's his character at that time. Uh huh. And she plays along, and that is the best thing that's ever happened his whole life to him. His entire life. Um, he, <laughs> if anyone gets attention while he is within vision distance, he wants to kill that person. He wants to kill insects all the time. He's killed animals out of spite. And it's not even. It's not even killing animals because like like a like a like a serial killer, right? Like I want to see what would happen. It's like I don't like that this animal is getting attention and I'm not. That's it's so it, no extreme. one no one is allowed to get attention by him. None. Um so I mean he's got a lot going on. Um also okay, did you feel <laughs> Like Jory and Chris, after Kathy has been like captured, the entire like last 40 pages of the book, I had no idea where anyone was at any time or what they were doing or like what the timeline was of events because like Chris and Jory were being so lackadaisical about trying to find where Kathy was because they're like, they're like, we're going <laughs> to play detective. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of just give up like after an hour they're like i don't know where she is i was like wait 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 she's gone and bart's acting weirder than usual and the baby says that the mom took them somewhere and now she's gone and, and Bart just has definitely been going over to the house next door every fucking day and every day all their lives yes and sometimes like preaching okay i want it so, so that entire like end of the book like sometimes they were all at their own house sometimes they were at the next door neighbor house like and then it would cut back to them and they're back at their house and i was like so did they give up they went home and then they're like we got to go back over there i was like well yeah you should have stayed over there so you found where your fucking wife was what are you doing yeah it was it was as if chris was like things could be really easy for me if i just let it <laughs> if i just let it go <laughs> problem could be solved like, you know what sometimes the best course of action is to do nothing <laughs> <laughs> it's like huh, oh. both my mom and my sister wife yeah you know <laughs> what would really be the harm in just seeing how this plays out you know some would say god works in mysterious ways uh it's <laughs> best not to get in the way um i mean like when <laughs> God closes the door. He <laughs> opens the possibility of your incest family dying in a fire, and on and all of the evidence is just gone. So that could be great. <laughs> <laughs> and I had nothing to do with it. And my oh sons my God. are okay. All oh, right. Also, okay. Another symptom of the illness, the mystery illness that Bart is having is that he wakes up in the middle of the night screaming about how his mom is going to leave him for her lover. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, 
It's weird. <laughs> Every he keeps talking like Malcolm, and they just go, "Huh, wow, this kid, this imagination, this should wild. be an actor." Oh, Chris's, oh my god! When they keep Chris's calling when he's doing acting, Chris's explanation to Kathy being like, "I think maybe your son is a homicidal sociopath, narcissist." Yeah. He's like. You know what? Sometimes those grow up to be the greatest actors of our time. <laughs> and then Kathy's like, mm, yes, he's been doing mm. many characters. I'm he's, like, this is creative. not. <laughs> like, this the isn't Fringe. Or some actor. No. <laughs> he's headed to Edinburgh with his impersonation of Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly enough. Getting rave you know, reviews. Rave reviews. Sadly enough, you know that like. You and I each have probably gone to a fringe show that was worse than watching an eight, a nine-year-old think he's his great-grandpa. Okay. So then I, I found the part where he gets the book from John Amos. And just this, like, it's so funny that this existed before the game because, like, if it were written afterwards, I'd be like, this is too spot on. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because he's holding a leather-bound book. Literally. All the time. Okay. Uh, now you keep reading that book each day, advised John Amos, who might really like me, even though his face was mean. And you will <laughs> learn all about women and how to control them. I could listen better when I couldn't see him very good. And now, and not only will you learn how to control women, but also all people, that small red book in your hands will save you from making the mistakes so many men make. You remember that when you grow tired of reading. You remember it is the God-given duty of men to dominate women who are basically weak and stupid. Ugh. I mean, I would like to also talk about the fact that John Amos's part of his goal mm. is to get Bart to talk to him in a mean way. He's like, mm, yeah, scold me. Scold yeah, me, little no, boy. Yeah, no, he's definitely, yeah. It's real fucked up. He's like, oh, I so miss my master, like, calling me a stupid piece of shit. I mean, and the things he is saying to John yes. Amos, like that fucking part where he says the thing about the needle. Oh my god, I opened it. What was I opened that? right to it? Okay, what is it? Tell so me. it's it's he he John Amos has knocked out Corinne and Kathy, and they're both unconscious in the living room. And he tells Bart to take Cindy home and threaten to cut out her tongue if she says anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's really specific about that. Yeah, very he adamant that he threatened to cut out her tongue. Um, and, and he's, go take your sister. She's not my kid sister. I whispered weakly. What's the difference? He snarled irritably. You just do as I say, follow instructions as God wants men to believe in him unquestioningly and never let out to your brother or your father that you know his secret or that you have any idea where your mother went. Play dumb. You should be good at that. What did he mean? Was he making fun of me? I knitted my brows and turned on my best glower and imitated Malcolm. You hear this, John Amos. The day you can outsmart me will be the day the earth sits on the head of a pin and I swallow it. So don't you mock me and think I'm dumb. For in the end, I'll win. I'll always win, dead or alive. Power Ew. swelled up huge within me. I never felt so stuffed full of brains. I looked down at the two women I loved. Yes, God had planned for it to happen this way. Give me two mothers to keep forever as my own, and I'd never be lonely again. And John Amos is like, mm, yeah, that's the stuff. Right into my veins. Yeah. I, John Amos, okay. 
I know that like sometimes it can be hard to like find someone to do your kink with you. Like, particularly if your kink is like very specific, right? Like, <laughs> like your kink. But I is, am like, going to yuck his yum in this case. Yeah, like I get it, right? Like, like you, the thing you like is to have like a misogynistic man that's like higher than you in status, who you who employs you to like berate you and tell you that you're worthless. So that's like very specific. And like right now he doesn't have that because all he has is like this lady that he works for, which honestly, I don't understand why she didn't fire him. I don't understand why he was involved at all. He was out of the will. Like, yeah, he, like, he why was like he maybe going to like reveal them. But it's like, lady, you've already been in an institution. You got released by a judge. You've served your time. The whole thing about yeah. like newspapers coming. It's like there's a lot of stories happening in the world. Corinne. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that like you're going to get followed forever because of this. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as she's proven, like she can buy her privacy. She has like so much money. Um, mm -hmm. So she so I get it. Right. Like all he has is this lady and that's not the same and she'll never do that for him. So like what did he do? He like gave the journal of the person that used to berate him to a child who then read the journal and thought he was becoming. That's another thing, like just because, and you touched on this before, just because you read someone's journal doesn't mean you think you become them. But like, I guess he lucked out because then <laughs> he could yeah, have like, that again. Ooh, the odds, the odds yeah. of finding a child like this. Just there are so many, so many problems. Yeah. I can't well, even, like, who else would have this specific network yeah. of conditions that you yeah. would be able to literally recreate your mean, terrible employer? Like, I, I just feel like so many things could have gone wrong for John Amos, and they all went right. And he is truly the luckiest man in the world up until the end. But before that, he was so lucky because he found exactly, 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 and, and of blood kin. So it's like, it's so many levels, right? Like where he's like physically partially the great grandpa. But then also now he can convince him that he actually is that. And he's like so fucked up that he can be manipulated in that way. So I just think like John, you just don't know what you have until it's gone, I guess. <laughs> like what's he That's true. Yeah. It all came crumbling down on him. Yeah. So Chris and and at this point, everybody knows that Chris and Kathy, like everybody in the story knows that Chris and Kathy are brother, sister, and that they fuck. Yeah. Oh, except was, um for one very important character, Cindy. <laughs> Cindy. That's right. Do you think they're gonna keep that a secret from Cindy in the next book? Probably. She's probably like the only one who never learns about it. Or wonder, she marries Bart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually am really concerned that there's going to be something. The second that we were introduced to a female child being brought into this family, I'm I was like, oh, so something bad's going to happen. I was like, Kathy, why would you? Why? Yeah. You're afraid of turning into your mother. Why aren't you afraid of your sons turning into your brother? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm skimming. In CCV Yesterday, Cindy's 16, Dangerous. 
dangerous. <clears throat> Which so then that means she's 16 and that means that Bart and Jory are in their 20s. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. Dangerous, dangerous. You know what? Um, Cindy's going to get like in a fucking relationship with one of them. Bart under Joel's influence. Joel being Corinne's brother who just like <laughs> appears. Bans Cindy from premarital sexual acts under his roof. He physically assaults two boys he catches Cindy with. Ew. Blah, blah, blah. Jory becomes disabled, by the way, as everyone does in a V.C. Andrews book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One, especially because like she's. We know. Yeah, we and also it's VC. We know that like if someone is like too beautiful and graceful, like they are going to like if, if something that they value is what if there is something that someone values in a VC Andrews book, they are going to get that taken away. Yep. No um, matter what. Yep. Oh, Bart starts baby Bart starts an affair with Antonia, Jory's nurse. <clears throat> oh. Um what? And then he gets nicer. Because of Antonia? Uh-huh. But then Antonia sees the dark side of Bart after he begins to criticize and become possessive of her. Relationship ends. And then, of course, she falls in love with Jory. Great idea, of guys. Of course. Um, Antonia, Cindy you need to run away from this family. Blah. Um, ooh, I won't say what happens with this. Oh, my God. Just, well, spoiler. we're going to read it. It's not. It just is a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, fine. We're going to read it. We are we are going to read it. Okay. So we'll... It looks like Cindy never gets molested. So that's nice. That's nice that's for her. nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, I'm sure that's she gets good. emotionally abused. Oh, yeah. I mean, being around these people uh, would just fuck you up for life. Why would she think... It's like... <sighs> this is one of the worst um, outcomes of... Like one of the worst families you could have adopt you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I mean, want to know? They don't beat her. That's true. Do you want to know the first question on Goodreads about this book? Yes, I do. What season does this book take place? <laughs> Summer, you idiot. It says that a billion times. They're not in school. Jesus Christ. So then the first answer is if you mean actual seasons, it takes place over the course of one summer, fall, and winter in California. Jory specifically mentions this in his final chapter. <laughs> the next person says, season? Do you mean series? If There Be Thorns is the third book in the Doll and Ganger series. <laughs> People I like, love that that's the top um, question. I, I'm going to be gentle with you and give you some kind of answer that I think maybe is what you Hold the phone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay, no. Okay. What? I have some other questions. Okay. So let's see if we can answer some of these questions. Okay. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even I didn't think know about this possibility. Were, was like a section. Okay. 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 I, I, it's, I think I know the answer to this, but the possibility of this other thing is very cool. Okay. Right at the end, when Bart is reading Malcolm's journal and Kathy says it's blank and the real one was burnt in a fire, does she mean the recent fire or the fire at Foxworth Hall years before, in which case the journal Bart had would have always been blank? Hmm? So remember how he's reading that journal at the end? Right. A fake and one. And Kathy's like, it's blank. And she's like, the real one was burnt in a fire. No, it was burnt in the fire that just happened. I know. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be cool? Uh, that would be fucking insane it's insane enough that it's happening at the end i love i would love i would love 
we found out at the end that it was always blank. Let me see, actually. Maybe. Because I think she just says in a fire. Let's see. No, it just says for Malcolm's journal had burned in the fire. In the fire. So I think she probably It's got to be the one that just happened. The second fire. Yeah. Because that would be be fucking (laughs) incredible. Then it'd be like, wait, so he is a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, This other question. At the end of the book, do Kathy and Chris start acting as brothers for Bart's sake? I think they mean sisters, brothers. Uh, Or do they continue to be a couple even though Bart told them they needed to split up in order for him to accept Cindy? Um, They for sure keep fucking. They keep doing it for uh, sure they're b- this, like they can't stop boning at this point um <laughs> and then the other question is uh one of the other questions is uh is it as good as the other books in the series hmm. i liked the first one the most probably oh, for sure um but it is less infuriating somehow than Petals yeah on the wind yeah just because kathy is so annoying she's fucking stupid and annoying she's so stupid and annoying at, at least in this like it's kind of a thriller it is it is and i prefer that yes. over just like fucking soapy insanity like this was very or soapy. i just liked the break from soapy insanity because it's yeah. like it's too vc andrew's soapy insanity is the same in every book yeah and so i'm glad this was a little bit of a departure from that and it just was uh, like Usually, right, we're only ever in the head of the victim person and not like someone that is possibly like, like we're usually only in one person's head. But in this book, we go back and forth between Jory and Bart. So we get like two different perspectives on everything that's happening, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is more thrillerish. Like it, because it's like, th- it was still very soapy. Very, like there was a lot. Oh, yes. I mean, the, the, the interpersonal drama is extremely soapy, but it's it's not just like I'm in a relationship with this person and now I'm in a relationship with this person yes. and now I'm in a like I never really was like oh I wonder what's gonna happen. It was just like oh Kathy, the yeah. whole fucking book. Whereas in this one yeah. I'm like who's gonna fucking die? Bart's out of his mind. Yeah, uh, and also like there wasn't any of the like weird sexual st- I mean there is weird sexual stuff but it's not happening to our main characters so that was like a nice reprieve just because usually our care our our perspective character is like experiencing sexual violence or something or like coercion or something this it was just like these kids like accidentally witnessing their sibling parents fucking and then realizing later <laughs> that they were siblings <laughs> And being like, shit. Oh, fuck. I would be so disgusted. I just keep thinking if I found that's it's so bad. It I can't even. I okay. So I was I was checking for other passages uh-huh. I saved. Um so I'll read this one first. Uh this was a moment where I was like. Kathy, what the fuck are you talking about? You sound (laughs) crazy and everyone knows your fucking secret at this point. Okay. I hate it when it rains, Emma. Hello, Bart. I didn't see you there until now. How have you been? Lonesome for me? Wouldn't answer. Didn't have to talk to her now. Didn't have to be polite, nice, or even clean. Could do anything I wanted. They did. God's rules didn't mean anything to them. Meant nothing now to me either. 
Bart, it's going to be so nice this Christmas, said said Mama, not looking at me, but at Cindy, who needed more new clothes. This will be our first oh Christmas God. with Cindy. The best kind of families always have children of both sexes. And in that way, boys can learn about girls and vice versa. And I was like, what? Kathy? Kathy? <laughs> Stop. Kathy, uh, Stop, what Kathy. Don't do this. <laughs> like, Kathy, we all know it. You're not in the attic anymore, Kath. There was... That's a okay. crazy thing to say for somebody who is fucking your brother and has been truly since they were 14. I, I'm like, I do you want your sons got... to fuck your daughters? How relieved were you that Jory was like, this man raped my mother when she was 14? Yeah. I, I, mean, I was Jory like, is a wow, kid. is this the first time that's been called out that yeah. Chris forced himself on his 14 year old yeah. sister? I think it might be. Yeah. I like, love she that always Jory... says that, but it's always in this tone of like, you made it so you were the only one I could love. It's like, Not but there's like, a, the situation. You raped me. Yeah. Um, yep. So then there's this other, <laughs> this other passage, and then that's all I have. It's so funny. Um, so Kathy gets home. She's in the wheelchair now because she's just injured her knee dancing in a children's ballet recital the fact that this woman put herself in her i was like i was like and she's like she's like i put myself as the in this really difficult part because like of course i'm the only one who can dance it (laughs) it's like yeah because you choreographed it oh reliving your glory days not cool Mm -hmm. um and then bart (laughs) okay but I won't forgive you if you st- if you can't show me a little affection. Still frowning, he backed away as she wheeled forward. And this is Jory's point of view. No, don't touch me, he cried out in a loud voice. You didn't have to dance and fall. You fell because you didn't want to come home and see me again. You hate me now for cutting off Cindy's hair. And now you want to punish me by sitting in that chair when you don't need to. Wheeling around, he raced for the backyard using the stepping stones. He'd covered two when he tripped and fell. Picking himself up, he ran on again, bumping into a tree and crying out. I could see his nose was bleeding. Boy, talk about awkward. What? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fuck you. You're in that chair on purpose because you fucking hate me. (laughs) And then Jory just turns to Kathy and goes, awkward. It is very funny picturing, though, that he's like, he's like, he's like, you deserve being, you deserve all the injuries that you've gotten because you don't love me enough. Ah, and then he runs off and like crashes into everything <laughs> and runs into a wall and, like, and then keeps running. He's and like, Jordan's like, oh, oh, <laughs> dude, boy, talk about so- awkward. It's uh, so yeah. talk about Jory. Wow, yeah, talk about Jory. Wow, understatement. Like, also, like I, I, uh. I, there were so many moments that, like, I know she didn't mean to be comical with Bart's behavior, but I did laugh a lot at things he was doing, just because, like, like the slithering thing. Did you ever find the slithering? No, I, I, uh, we got onto other things. Let me see if I can, because so that was. It was like later. So that was definitely you don't have to find it after the Cindy thing. That was page two hundred one, so I can probably work backward from there more easily. Well, if you can find it, 
that will be a mystery we can solve. If not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, in that moment, it, it, during that time that you're looking for it, though, there is this part that I was like, this so cap captures um, just like how mature Jory is and how just completely emotionally stunted Kathy is and how she like keeps putting things like she keeps acting like she's doing things for her children, but really she's doing everything for herself. So she, so when she's like telling Jory about her new, about the new baby, Cindy, she's like, remember when you asked for a sister, Jory, I told you then that I couldn't have more children. Well, as you can see, sometimes God works in mysterious ways. I'm crying inside for Nicole who should have lived to be 80, but her spine was broken and she had multiple internal injuries. She left the rest unsaid. I knew it was terribly sad for someone as young and pretty as 19-year-old Nicole Nichols to die just so we could have the sister I'd only mentioned casually a long time ago. That's it's just so classic that like she is a complete narcissist it's, as well. Uh, the f she is delighting in the fact that this girl died. Oh, absolutely. She's like, like I and can then be a I'm going to steal her fucking daughter. Mhm. Mm but I'm saving her. Oh, because cuz the whole time that she's trying to convince Chris too, remember she's like Oh, like wouldn't, um, you know, like, like she's like talking about like how so sad it is, but like how they could save her because other places wouldn't accept, like they wouldn't give us a loving of a home as we could, you know. So she's trying mm -hmm. to frame it as like they're heroes. It's fucked up, and she's like screaming at Chris for <laughs> for encouraging her to get a hysterectomy or or her tubes tied. Um, oh my god, their fights of her screaming about how so she's selfish and like like her so trying to get him to hit her she and couldn't like uh, she like was going to barely survive Bart having Bart. Yeah. So it wasn't just like get your tubes tied so that I can fuck you without fear of having incest or, or But um, also like if like genetically also like yeah, uh, having a child of incest. Yes. Of brother sister you. incest specifically. I could not think of like, you know, words <laughs> yeah i mean but also like everything she does like anytime they get in a disagreement she's like don't you see i'm selfish and i ruin everything around me and he's like no no and she tries to get him to like hit her and shit and he won't and she like starts like hitting herself like it's just i'm like girl you're messy she's you to, all like, you over need the to, place she's got to go figure her shit out she needs to go eat pray love or something like she's she is not fit to be a parent to these children no Clearly. Give give Jory and Bart to Madame Marisha. No, she doesn't want Bart. No. She's she's like uh, she's like, I see like, what's going on. Yeah, she's like, I see it. No, thank you. I can't find the slithering. That's okay. But Just yeah, know he, he like that it's very slithers confusing. to Cindy and then pulls her underwater. Mm-hmm. And starts trying to drown her. Uh-huh. And then they come back in and they're like, Don't you know? Oh, wait. No, that's not it. It's like, don't you know that that could have killed her? It's like, hi, yes, he did That's what know. he was doing. He 100% knew. What are you talking about? That's why he was doing it, to you kill her. You cannot keep him in this house. I know it's sad, but you need to take him to a, like, a home where there will be round-the-clock care for this kid. You're not doing yeah, him any favors. Because clearly something's not working. He's trying to kill your other children. He's killing animals. So you, 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 some, you cannot provide what this kid needs. So you need a professional that's going to help you. And it's very sad. But 
there's no other option really. I guess the only other option is to let him keep doing it and 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 start reading from a book with no words on it and thinking he's Malcolm. Mhm. So, I, this book um I was getting very infuriated during the book. I found it. Section Oh my god. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Cindy's in the pool. Mm-hmm. Everybody it's like else a little is kiddie pool. senselessly left Bart with him. Very or bad Bart with her. Um, so Emma leaves. My head lifted before I began to wiggle on my belly on the ground. The brat in the pool stood up and took off her bathing suit. Stark naked and bold, she hurled her wetsuit at me, then teased and laughed and tormented me with her bare flesh. He also, like, he isn't tormented by her bare flesh, I feel, is an important part. He has just been reading that he should be. Yeah. he. That's um, what's so interesting about his, like misogyny is he's just parroting he doesn't actually feel any kind of lust no um but he's learned that's what they're doing and therefore i should feel that way which is kind of a statement on how that kind of shit is taught yeah Mm -hmm. i guess it was up to me to teach cindy a lesson about modesty and shame forward i wiggled Now I had her attention. Her blue eyes opened wide. Her rosy, full lips parted. At first, she seemed happy that I was finally going to play kitty games with her. Poor Cindy. Then something wise put fright in her eyes. She froze and made me think of a timid rabbit scared by a vicious snake. Snake. Much better to be a snake than a cat. Oh, right. He was starting off as a cat. Okay. Um hissing and flicking my tongue in and out i edged closer so he's just like I'm i guess sorry army crawling he's probably army crawling he's army crawling and like hissing and sl- and like sticking his tongue out it was the lord who spoke and i who obeyed wicked mother who refused to punish me had made me what i was an evil snake willing to do the lord's bidding even if it wasn't my own way i tried to f- <clears throat> excuse me i tried to flatten my head with willpower and make it small right. flat and reptile like Tears came to Cindy's huge, scared eyes, and she began to bawl as she tried to wiggle over the rounded rim of the wading pool. This is horrifying. The <laughs> water wasn't deep enough for a little girl to drown in, or else Emma wouldn't have left her alone. Thank you, VC. I'm glad to know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but well, she could drown if he, like, pressed her face into it. Oh, yeah. Like, he's Which gonna, is his goal. He's going to pull her whole fucking body yeah. down. But if a boa constrictor from Brazil was on the loose, what chance did a two-year-old have? I wiggled over the side and squirmed in the water. She screamed, Barty, go away, Barty. I went, my S is longer than John Amos's. I coiled my body around her small naked one and hooked my legs under her neck, dragging her down into the water. Yeesh. So he is slithering. So he is, I'm guessing, army crawling. Because I think he's army crawling. Is that he's describing it as though it's real. Mm-hmm. He always describes everything as though it's really happening. Which you know is why cartoons, it's like so confusing. You know in cartoons when a character is like on their belly and then they have just their fingers and toes that are like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah. And he's just it like. Is, it is that. Um. So yeah, I mean, I w- it, it it was actually a pretty quick read. Like, VC Andrew books are long. It was taking but me quick. forever, but that's because I was taking a lot of breaks because I like didn't want to be reading it that much, and I just kept checking my phone for more news. 
yeah. about what happened See, on Wednesday. I, I read in the opposite order. I read that like a week ago, and then I, I was reading Flowers for Algernon this week, and it was really hard for because we're doing that for outside genre. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to read Flowers for Algernon because I kept taking breaks because I was like, I can't fucking read this book right now. Yeah, just like my mind was really somewhere else. But it would have been a quick read. It was quick for me. I think I read it in one sitting. Maybe yeah, two. I, I stopped I for dinner. I probably could have done this in two and a half, maybe three hours. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick, especially because like the you can kind of go. It gets. I I was getting a little skimmy during some of the Bart parts because I was just like, mm-hmm. just him being really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it got kind of like Faulkner esque. Like it did crazy stream of consciousness. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Kind of thing, which is interesting. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, in an no, interesting no. way, but it was to the point where like, because I was so distracted by um, what was going on in the world <laughs> that yeah. I was like, huh, what? Well, there are certainly parts where I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I think that's on purpose. Yeah, that's the thing. It it was cool to see her write in a different way than we've seen before. Yeah, it was it was nice to get a different um, pacing. Yeah, and so, honestly, nice to get a little less Kathy. I, I mean, I'm not looking forward to there being more in the next book. I'm tired of Kathy. I hope she's not. I I hope that our POV characters do not include her. I think it might be back to Kathy. God damn it! Ugh. That's just oh well. I wonder if I have that one. Hang on, let me do a quick, quick check. Okay. I do not have that one. Okay. So well, who knows? We'll find out soon. uh, We will find out when we read it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much to our Patreon listeners. Uh, You guys really help keep us alive. Um. We are uh, so grateful to you. And also a very special thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Amanda Nangle. Thank you, Ann Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty II. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Grace Armstrong. Jeremy Cronk. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jonathan Venable. Jordan Colwick. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Chris Dorina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Lonnie Martin, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Walschlager, Marcy Raquel Blackwell, Marco Pavlicic, Melody, Megan Lozier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Oscar Gallegos, Randy Clut, Rashad Black, Rogue Kalahua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Nichelle, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sydney Bollinger, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray. Oh, welcome, Victoria Gray. Yeah, Victoria Valdez and Wendy Bartos. Thank you. We really appreciate. We really appreciate it. you. Um, what are we reading next week? And can we say? Do I have access? Uh, we actually don't have anything booked, so Ooh. we are going to be doing our next round of, of scheduling. Uh, book- bookings cool yeah at least from 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 what i'm looking at right now we might from a different document but as right now don't know yeah i don't think we do 
Um, cool. All right. Um, so it's a mystery that all of us don't know. <laughs> all right. We thank you guys for listening. Um, you can follow us on social media at Teen Creeps Pod. Um, if you want to help the podcast um, non-monetarily, you can tell a friend about us. And um, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, please wear a mask. Um, please don't do terrorism and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.